Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, and welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. This week, we walk right past the $5.99 bin and go straight to new releases. you damn right. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. There you go. <laughs> Each week, <laughs> each week Tony forgets that he has to talk. Well, this I forgot my fit. notes too, but I'm better. It's okay though. Thing. It's our thing. It's, it's our, our thing. thing. Okay, okay. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I'm horror thriller. I'm science fiction fantasy. I'm drama and romance. I'm action adventure. <laughs> and we take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast. We can convince you to give these films a second chance. Except for this week. <laughs> Which, no convincing necessary. <laughs> and fits all of our genres. Yeah. Right, because it's scary good. <laughs> See, now, this week we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Why are we doing that? Because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a podcast. And, and I guess have a what? podcast. When you have a podcast, you get to say whatever you want. That's why at the end of last episode, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do Guardians of the Galaxy. Boom. Just called it out. Didn't tell anybody. Just so we couldn't catch any shit about so, it. So, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this movie and you hate spoilers, you're going to have to skip this one and wait till you've seen this movie. Yes. <laughs> At this point, this, when this drops, the movie will have been out for oh. a week. So, if you're one of you know the six people on Earth who hasn't seen it yet... Hey, some people don't see movies right away. This, come, and this I usually don't. comes out on May 12th. I usually am one of those guys who doesn't see a movie right away. Okay. But, so, this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, set to the backdrop of awesome mix number two, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventures as they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true parentage. Now, the reason I picked this movie is because I wanted to. <laughs> it's not, it was completely, no one before I had saw it, you know, I didn't hear anything good about it. Really? Really. I didn't hear anything good about it. Okay. I also didn't hear anything bad about it. <laughs> are we going to go around and you say just what didn't we hear were anything? expecting? Hey, what were you expecting going into this movie, Tony? Um, I really liked the first one, so I expected to like this one. And, you know. The first well, the first one, I, I knew of the comic, and it was terrible. And so I expected the movie to be terrible, and I was absolutely wrong. Okay. How about you? Okay, yeah, let's go with you. <laughs> okay, you being Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> I have avoided all spoilers and all trailers for this movie, which, as an aside, I just want to say, people who whine about spoilers, it's super easy to avoid spoilers, because when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I just kept scrolling right through <laughs> and didn't read a single article or nothing. So I had, I knew nothing about it or about the possible plot. All I knew was Kurt Russell was playing um, Star-Lord's dad. So, I love Kurt Russell. I love Star-Lord. Star Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 is my second favorite Marvel movie of all time. After and so, Ant-Man. After Ant-Man. And you're wrong. It's yeah, my it opinion. That's like it. your opinion. Not man. my favorite, but it was a Ant-Man is movie. my favorite. <laughs> all right. I'll, that's a hill I will die on. And so, <laughs> I was very excited hill. about this. <laughs> it's an Carly? Okay, so because I run the Instagram page for the podcast, I follow a lot of movie 
podcasts and movie reviewers, and I have seen a lot of posters and a lot of videos. I didn't want to spoil it, though, so I don't turn on the sound, and I kind of keep scrolling, but it's hard to avoid it completely because it's all over the Instagram, um, and I go on the Instagram like four times a day. So, <laughs> and so should you. You should go to on what is it? Uh, Unmovie podcast dogs. That's the one. I don't have Instagram. It features <laughs> our dogs. It's very cute. It does. I pick, I've seen Boss the pictures. Was pictured yesterday. Okay. So good. <laughs> he is the cutest. So I have seen a lot of posters, and I knew who was in it. But honestly, I didn't know that Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell was playing his dad. I really didn't. I knew, I knew slightly more than I you, and I watched it. nothing. <laughs> and I was very excited to see it because I really liked the first one. So. All right. Well, you know, everybody liked the first one because no one saw that shit coming. No. <laughs> now, like, uh, all right. Was like, wow, this movie bed. was awesome. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So this movie was directed by James Gunn, also starring his brother. Yes, Kirk from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, that's where he's from. <laughs> yeah, I'm that, like, I love that guy, and I can't remember a thing he's too. in. <laughs> from but, Gilmore Girls. That's I, Well, I really think he's a great character actor, really and I'm glad is. that he's getting more work, and I'm glad he seems to be part of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So some of the things that <laughs> James Gunn has done, um, other than Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out, so that's announced. The Bilko Experiment. I haven't seen that. Dolphin, that? Ma- Dolphin Man battles sex lobsters. <laughs> that what? That <laughs> is that real? Movie 43. Okay. These are his writer credits, by the way. Oh, so he wrote this. Right. I thought he. I thought we're talking about him as a director. Well, he also directed it. But as a director, let's let's skip a couple because some of those are weird. Uh, as a yeah. director, going from the bottom, um, things that you might have seen. Slither from 2006 was pretty good. Did not see that. Um, there's a thing called PG Porn, which Mm-mm. is a TV short series. Movie 43 again. Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 2, and 3. No. So he's got some good stuff in there. Um, he's also credited as the writer, but there's nine writers on this. So rather than go through all those, let's just skip on through. This movie starring Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. Zoe Zaldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel as Baby Groot, Bradley Cooper... Uh, Michael Rucker and a whole slew of other people involving some guy named Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> he might have been in a couple things. I don't know that I, I he was really just, deserves an acting credit for this. He, he was had a it. cameo. He was in it. And you know what? I was a little upset that they had Tango and Cash in the movie. Zero reference to Tango and Cash. <laughs> okay, But we'll get to that. Um, so, so let's do some reviews on this movie because, you know, I looked that up on the right here. And I found a couple that I like. While you were driving in a car, you were looking at reviews. So. That's not safe. That's sh- how people end up dead. Hush your face. I'm adding a new public service amount announcement. Please Did you don't say public service announcement? Please don't movie this review like and drive. This seems like a good time. Guys, if she's asleep, that means no. And <laughs> girls and guys don't get blackout drunk. And also, Tony needs stuffing. <laughs> uh, so here's a review. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 doubles down on everything that audiences loved about its predecessor. Just still entertaining, but has diminished returns. Also, th- that was from Sandy Schaefer. And here's one from Chris Hewitt. Perhaps not quite as fresh or fun as the original, but still very much trying for Mr. Quill. I like that one, because it's short and to the point. Let me move some stuff out of the way. We can get started. Alright, so... Spoilers again. Last warning. If you if you don't know, spoilers, spoilers. 
So our movie opens. And we have our new Marvel logo thing that they've done now. Which I enjoy. Which was good, you know, because they had the thing and, uh, you know, it references the other movies. And we have two mm -hmm. people driving in a car. One looks like a very young Kurt Russell. I'm glad to see that they're sticking with this that, you know, they did for um, Tony Stank. I mean, Stark. It's cool, but it makes me weirded out because soon they won't need actors to... I don't see a problem with that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so that was... He was... CGI aged. Yeah, they CGI aged him. Like they did Because I wasn't sure if they CGI aged him or if his son played it and then they CGI'd over his son's body. Yeah, I don't know. Because his son looks just like him too. That's one handsome dude. All right, so if he's single. It was less creepy than when they did it with Tony Stark. That's true. It looked better. They certainly improved the technology in the I don't know. I thought Robert Downey Jr. looked just like he did in Less Than Zero. Have you ever seen that movie? Weird Science. No, he did. He looked just like it. But there was something very creepy it was about creepy. this. This looked more natural. <laughs> yeah, it it's did. still weird. <laughs> so anyway, they're driving. And what song are we listening to, Tony? Brandy. Brandy, the refined girl. You know my favorite instance of, Bra of the song Brandy in a movie? Charlie's Angels? That is correct. That's what I thought, too, when I heard it. <laughs> it always makes me think of Charlie's Angels. Is it the Chad? Is it the Chad? No, the Chad, the Chad was great. <laughs> Yeah, they got married and then divorced. So, yeah, well, well, whatever. The Chad was great. Then they burned down their house. And we're talking about Drew Barrymore. I mean, it's Tom Green. Tom Green. I'd so. want to kill myself too. <laughs> wow, that's harsh. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, Kurt Russell takes um, what's his name Meredith Quill to the Dairy Queen. Oh no, no, they go past the Dairy Queen and they go down and show her that he has planted this this plant. We don't know what it is. It's a, it's a blue neon plant. And the seed. And she fell in love with the spaceman, which I thought was nice. He planted a seed in the earth, and then he planted a seed in the earth. Oh, hello. So we he entered the premises. Damn it, <laughs> <laughs> so he entered the premises, and then he entered the premises? <laughs> she stole my joke. Good job, Carly. Oh, my God. All right, so we get a flash for 34 years later. But so that makes it what year? I have no idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't paying that much attention. I do want to stop you, you and talk about this. When they do, like, the they kind of, like, zoom in close on the plant, and then it goes, like, into the plant, and I was like, look who's talking? Because it reminded me of, like, the sperm's opening credits and look mm -hmm. who's talking when this camera goes into the plant. Yeah, absolutely. Completely different. It, why is it 2014? I don't know. It takes place three months after the first one. But, what, but how does that affect the Marvel timeline? This is before, like, Avengers 2. And all the, anything that came out after 2014 would be before But Avengers... Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the Marvel movies don't follow their years. They're not... They don't happen during their years. Yeah. So, we'd have to, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, this falls... The timeline-wise... I mean, they're in space, so... Right after Guardians of the Galaxy 1. And it really doesn't fucking matter, because I don't know... It doesn't it, matter, it but won't when they matter. show up in Infinity... I'm wondering if the timing is going to work out. It won't yeah. matter until Guardians meet the Avengers. Yeah. Then it will affect Infinity. all the... That's Infinity Wars. Yeah, that's it won't be a problem. Timeline. How is it going to be a problem? that does it make me wonder. That's why I wasn't paying attention. Well, actually, it Like when matter. the Dairy Queen thing exploded, and we're not there yet, but it Spoilers. seems like something that could have come up in an Avengers movie. <laughs> well, and also we fast... Well, that's going to be at the end, but we do fast yeah. forward at the end, yeah. too. How, yeah, who, we're, who? we're jumping hours yeah, ahead yeah, here, yeah, yeah. so let's just not we'll talk about that. it. It had to have been that. Shield that was um, investigating the Blob in Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> I'm not Missouri. from Missouri, so I don't pronounce it Missouri. Anyway, <laughs> well, I've been to Missouri, and I call it Missouri. 
(laughs) Sorry to any of our listeners in Missouri. Feel free to tweet at Tony. You suck. For all of our Missouri. Hashtag I love Missouri. So you have a phone. Oh, 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 God, oh. stop it. All right, so then we, uh, we're we on what looks, uh, they call it, the plant, what is it, uh, Sovereign. It's showtime, a-holes. And we learn that Drax has sensitive nipples. Yes. Because okay. he can't put uh, Rocket's new jetpack on. And so, Baby Groot likes to dance. And Baby Groot mm-hmm. likes to dance. So And Rocket was building a, a radio with some speakers so they can you know listen to music while they, the, while they work. <laughs> it's always better to work with music. It is, unless you have to be, like, not focused. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Drax's sensitive nipples. Oh, yeah, then the land kraken shows up. <laughs> Space kraken. Space, Space kra- kraken. Space kraken shows up. Beware the land kraken. You never know when they're going to pop up. <laughs> and true. baby Groot dances. <laughs> hi, DJ. And I, Hi, DJ. Um, and I like that you don't get to see the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy fighting this thing, yeah. because baby Groot's just dancing. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, way to save money on CGI. Yeah. <laughs> That and you get to also kind of just cut out a scene that we know how it's going to play out. Right. You know, there's there's, like there's no kind of no point to. We right. have to see the cool bits. Yeah, you get the cool bits. And we don't. See no, they covered up all the cool bits. <laughs> and I do have to say, much like in Star Wars Seven, everybody likes with BB Eight. Everybody likes the cute character way better. So focusing yeah. on Groot early on is a good a good marketing ploy, mm-hmm. I think. Well, Plus, he's adorable. All right, <laughs> and and during the fight here, Drax falls down and breaks the stereo. And Baby Groot gets mad and hits him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which didn't seem to have any effect whatsoever. It was really cute, though. And then Drax decides that he can't penetrate the skin of this thing from the outside. It's too thick. He's going to have to take another approach and go all Jonah. And just jumps in. Which seemed gross. <laughs> Which did seem gross. until You see him inside there and he's ah! And he's this is a little bit away. of the horror bit. Because when they show him inside and he's like covered in the goo, it was very upsetting. <laughs> 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 so anyway, they find that somehow this thing had got cut under its chin, and um, maybe it was trying to shave, and it's only like a teenager, so it did a shit job, right? And forgot to put the toilet paper square over it. I doubt <laughs> it. But Gamora was going to shoot it, but she ran out of bullets inconveniently, mm-hmm. so she pulls out her knife sword. Well, guns aren't her thing, so. right? And Star Lord had mentioned that that yeah. guns, you know, with swords were her thing. So she stabs this thing, and then guts it from neck to nuts. <laughs> Conveniently as well. <laughs> Which, if your sword can gut this from neck to nuts, she should have whipped out her sword a lot sooner. Well, she, maybe she didn't know it. And then Drax pops out and says, Look what I did single-handedly. <laughs> I love Drax. He's pretty good. Um, so then we, we cut two, because it's been four minutes. Mm. Well, it's been 35 minutes. 35 years and four minutes. <laughs> it has the great thing where it tells us where we're at every time we go to yeah, the place. Yeah, it does that too. And it's these weird places. <laughs> Which like, I always Which appreciate. don't matter. 90% of the time we're like, oh, cool, where? Go blah, blah, blah. And there's, <laughs> cor- and there's coordinates. Like, we understand yeah. what those mean. <laughs> it's <laughs> not even like starting, I mean, which maybe at least it'll we come know up, the date. Maybe it'll come up in Infinity War. They'll be re- revisit or, some of these planets or some shit, but for the most part, I'm like, I don't give a shit. All you need to know is Ego's a planet. Yeah. So if here we go. Earth or Ego, who gives a shit? So then we meet um, Aisha, otherwise known as Her. Mm. They don't call her 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 in this, though. That's her name in the comics? Her? Well, they refer to her as Her. Hmm. Okay, and well, Her... Adam Warlock is him. Oh. But we'll get to that. Okay, well, I don't know that. That <laughs> makes no sense to me. But she seemed like a giant golden douchebag. Well, that's not really... They're not golden douchebags. That's their society. That's how they are. They think they're better than everybody else. And actually, they are. <laughs> like, okay. Well, they were gold. They're genetically better than everybody else. They were else. very gold. They were. 
and they, they were. were very douchey. Mm -hmm. But she thanks them for saving the batteries that they were protecting, and then has a weird sex conversation with Star Lord in front of everybody about how the Star. Yeah, she mentions weird. that everybody is built in these birthing pods. He's like, "Well, I'd like to show you how they do it the old-fashioned way." She's like, "I would love to see that," you know, for research purposes. And it was a little awkward because Gamora standing there like, "You bitch." <laughs> it felt weird because, like, if they're pretentious a holes who are better than everybody, then why would she be interested in Star Lord? Because he's, he's part god. god. Yeah, I'm just saying. Because he's got um, Carly. What's the word I'm looking for? Panache. Panache. <laughs> wow, like, Carly, no your idea. voice has gotten awful deep. <laughs> That's it. He's got the panache. Carl looked at me like, I don't fucking talk about it. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm just trying to bring you in the conversation, He's Carl. He's got something special. Old Dr. Funkenstein. Mm -hmm. So we're back on the Milano now, but they don't make any reference to it the entire movie as yeah, the Milano, which don't. I kind of, you know. No. I'm sorry. She's hot and her name means cookie. Exactly. And her name doesn't mean cookie, but yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, That's from, uh, go ahead. I don't know what it's from, but. It's from King of Queens. Oh, is it? Yeah. But Remini's trying to cheer up Kevin, um, not Kevin Hart, <laughs> Kevin James. <laughs> mm. And he's like, I got you some Milanos. Come on, she's hot. And her name means cookie. I just say it because I know you used to had a crush on Alyssa Milano when you were a teenager. Everybody had a crush teenagers. on and Alyssa Milano. It's just something you say. Want a Milano? She's hot. Her name means cookie. Mm -hmm. It's just so funny. So suddenly, <laughs> we're flying away on the Milano and the Sovereign Fleet comes and attacks them. And they're trying to figure out why. And Drax tells them why. Well, Rocket stole a bunch of their batteries. He did what? And then Drax takes it back. No, he didn't. I have no idea why they're chasing us. Which was hilarious. Because yeah. Drax is awesome. All right, so the Sovereign Fleet's attacking them. We find out that they're all CGI and they have little robot things. They're not actually flying. It's all drones. I thought that was really cool. All drones. Maybe so, a little Ender's Game moment there. Even little your one. best pilot's game. Ender's Game. game. Yeah. It was good. I liked it, though. All right, he um he wants them. She wants her. Bleh, her wants them dead, and she tells a little golden boy that she wants to kill them all to set their their stunners to kill instead of phase. I didn't know there was a difference, but whatever. So I'll you mean set their stunners to kill instead of stun? Phasers are a different. <laughs> oh goodness. Now we have the Star Trek lesson. Now, I got the impression that they were just trying to, like, shoot without Base. actually really hitting them so well, they could kind of get them down. They wanted the batteries yeah, back, they but then the they decided to And she said, fuck it, them kill instead. them all, mm -hmm. actually shoot them. And we find out that Drax has... No, wait, let me set the whole scene here, because this is important. So, they're fighting over Rocket Ooh. and Star-Lord. They have to go into this special asteroid field thing. The quantum asteroid and field. And they're but, fighting yeah. over who is the better pilot. Mm -hmm. And then Rocket tells um, Star-Lord that later tonight, he goes to bed, he's going to feel something squishy. And it's because <laughs> he put a big turd in his bed. And, and, and Star-Lord says, if you put a turd, in my, one of your turds in my bed, I'm going to shave you. And then Rocket says, I'm not going to use one of yours, I'm going to use one of Drax's. <laughs> So then Drax says, Tony, what does Drax say? What does he say? He says, he says ha ha, yes, because my turds are famously large. Famously large, that's what it was. <laughs> it's famously large turds. Okay. So at this point now, their, their, their guns go down, and Drax decides he's going to save the day. So he hops out the back of the plane by a tether and, a sh and takes out a space shotgun, takes out the last guy, which is nice. And then we learn just how tough Drax is. Right. 
Um, then more of the Sovereign Fleet, they went around the, phantom, the quantum asteroid belt. But something takes them all out, and always sees a man who looks a lot like Kurt Russell <laughs> hanging out on top of what looks like <laughs> an egg. Man. He looks like a little man. An inch, he's an inch big man. And then they crash landing, and why does you find out that Drax is so tough, Carly? He's still hanging out the back, and he hits a out, lot of trees. Out Gamora's really strong. Yeah. By holding Drax's tether to the ship. the ship is as, falling as apart. As Drax is going through the ugly trees and hitting every branch on the way down. Yeah. And I thought, maybe it would have been better just to let him go. <laughs> and he could have just yeah. fallen and walked. Then they would have lost him. He didn't uh, seem to mind it. He so, hit every tree, and then when they finally crashed, he was like, that was awesome! <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, he is Drax's destroyer. Yeah. He's famously tough. And also has huge turds. <laughs> and sensitive nipples. <laughs> and sensitive nipples. <laughs> we don't know about the place. We learned a lot about him this movie. It's funny because <laughs> after he said that he had sensitive nipples, I was looking and I could not detect any nipples. <laughs> you looking at the man's nipples? I was. Okay. He's topless. She was checking his placement. Welcome to Tit Talk, everybody! I, I couldn't see anything. Maybe just the scar tissue in that area is extra sensitive. Mm. Did you think that those are scars, the red stuff? I, really I thought know. it was some kind of tattoos. Hmm. Moving on. All right, so now <laughs> the, Guardians, so the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to argue right there. And Peter Quill calls, calls Rocket uh, Raccoon. Then he says, Don't call me that! He goes, You know what? I'm, I'm sorry, that was too far. I meant Trash Panda. <laughs> that was awesome. Is that worse? Is that worse? <laughs> and then so, Peter, so, and then much Peter. <laughs> yeah, so much worse. And then we meet Ego, who is... Kurt like, Russell. Kurt Russell. The great Kurt Russell. You know the last words that Walt Disney ever said? I wish I was Kurt Russell. He just said Kurt Russell. That's not true. That's true. That can't be true. Kurt Russell. Look it up. Go ahead. We'll wait. I'm not Googling that. Mm -hmm. Those were his last words, and nobody knows why. Kurt Russell can't figure it out. That sounds like apocryphal. Look it up. <laughs> sounds apocryphal. Look it up. It's unbelievable. It's apocryphal. Well, anything could be going through the dying mind. Right. You could have just watched a Kurt Russell movie the night before. He could have watched Overboard and was terrified, and that's why he died. <laughs> it's very possible. It was before that. Anyway, so now we're on to the planet Contracts. I wrote that one down because it seemed important. <laughs> And, and we see who? Howard the Duck. Mm -hmm. And he says, once you go duck, you don't give up. No, that wasn't it. He said something like that. I though. tune him out immediately. Something about luck and duck. I don't know. And he seemed really skinny, which I didn't think Howard the Howard the Duck puppet was so skinny. I think they've changed well, he's CGI his, and it's completely different. I but. think they've changed the character's look. Because in the bit we saw of him in the last movie, he had that more roly-poly classic Howard the Duck look. In this one, he's very skinny. I think Howard has lost some weight. I'm concerned about his diet. <laughs> I think we should call his doctor. He may have cancer. I don't give a duck. He might be on drugs. Hanging out with all those prostitutes. Yeah, well, they were definitely at a prostitute place. <laughs> Okay. Maybe there was a little uh, fairy so, dust in the bathroom. <laughs> we're spending way too much time on Howard the Duck. <laughs> you shouldn't have brought it up. Right. I just want to introduce uh, Wandu. Yandu? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Wandu? Who's that? Yandu's girl. Yandu's who sister? Looks like, yes. Who looks like he had sex with the robot? Uh, yeah. That's the impression I got. 
Yeah, because there's these yellow women with little buttons on the side. And I don't judge. know. It's weird. It's lonely out Android, in that space. Sex android? What's mm. wrong with that? Sure, why not? So then he comes down and, he, and he's all dressed up and everything. A few and, more years. And who does he run into, Tony? He might have them now. Star-Lord? <laughs> Star no, not Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Star Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester I didn't Stallone. know what his character's name was. I don't know. It is Stalker. Stalker. Well, st I thought it was Stalker, but then he said it weird. Like it's something like that. Or like, something. Yeah, like at first it just sounded like Talker, and I was like, yeah. Talker? Stalker? Yeah, right. Like I thought his name was Stalker. Mm -hmm. Or Stalker. And it was well, they argue because he broke, the, um, Yondu broke the code. Yeah. And we don't know what that is, but evidently he's dealing in children. Well, they t yeah, they tell because you. Because he says you dealt in children. Yeah. S T A K. A R S T K, Stakar Stakar Ogord. Yeah, we'll call him. We'll call him Sly. Weird. So they argue about exile, and he said, "You broke my heart." No, that was something else. <laughs> <laughs> and Aisha shows up, and the best part was that they have this blue carpet, and oh they're God, and they're pulling awesome. it out, and it gets stuck. And she just know. stands there. <laughs> And they fix it and keep on going. I really hope that's a blooper they kept in the movie. There's something I really wish so it, funny. Yeah. There's something really funny about the way she's walking too. Like her skirt does not allow her to take real steps, so she's <laughs> mincing like a tiny little dog. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we're back to um, Peter Quill here, and he meets Ego. Oh, sorry, no, we already saw that. Ego tells <laughs> Peter. Yeah, but he, we're back here, and Peter Ego tells Peter about how he had hired Yondu to find him. Because he heard about his mother. And Mantis wants to pet the puppy. So Drax says, sure, go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> and Rocket looks like he's going to bite his hand off. Her hand off. Um, this is all too much for Peter as Ego goes to take a leak. Peter and Elaine and I are in the theater and we looked at each other. Because you picked a movie with peeing in it. <laughs> That's true. I didn't know. <laughs> it was a pretty long leak, too. Well, Not quite Tom Hanks in a league of their own. No. But that was a long pee. It was the god of a pee, if you will. <laughs> All right. So Peter Inger Moore talk about... Now, what did she call him? It was like David Hasselhunk or something like that. And he's like, you mean David Hasselhoff? Zardu Hoffel something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, it was more like he that. He had the magical boat. David Hasselhoff? <laughs> the talking car? It's like Zardu Snoffelfloss. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like one of Tony's, uh, what's his name? Crucifix or what is he, guillotine? No. <laughs> Tony's a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. He intentionally makes up wrong names that well, sound weird. I do that too. <laughs> Guillotine's a real thing, and so I is know. a crucifix. All right, anyway, we're going to focus on what we're doing now. So, we're back in Peter, Gamora, and uh, Drax all go with Ego to his planet, leaving Rocket. What are you doing over there? I'm okay. on the IMDb in case I need a reference. Okay, mm -hmm. oh, good, good idea. Leaving Rocket there with Nebula. Which seems like a bad idea. Like, I don't understand why they separate. Why don't they all go? I was Because Rocket's got to fix too. the ship. I feel like they all could have gone. Yeah, they all could have gone. And then come back and fix the ship. Hmm. But, whatever. The story wouldn't have worked out if they didn't get separated. <laughs> didn't make any sense. Yeah, poor baby well, group. Rocket was pissed at Quill. I mean, yeah, they, they were fighting. Time alone, they needed some space, man. Yeah, and he could fix the ship. So we, we have a nice picture of Mantis putting Ego to sleep. And then they all sit down for have a little powwow. 
And this is when Mantis touches Peter Quill and says, you love her. And he's like, you feel love. Well, I, I feel a general love. No, you feel a love, a sexual love for her. And this is the funniest thing Drax has ever heard. Laughs hysterically. So then she goes on to talk about how she can change emotions and stuff. and She puts Drax to sleep. Out cold. Out cold. Uh, Rocket and the crew and and his crew are sitting there, and he's got he knew that something was coming. And as Yondu and the Ravengers come to attack, he's ready and has set up some kind of bomb uh, uh, traps. Lane, talk to me about the traps. There were some seriously great traps. There really were. The first trap seemed to involve some sort of dart guns because mm-hmm. those guys a got a lot of them. The second trap seemed to be some sort of electrical trampoline, mm. which was that very was some funny. Comic relief. <laughs> and then the third trap was chain lightning, yeah. which is very terrible. Again, some more horror movie ele- yeah. elements because we I can see like, their skeletons. One was hilarious, and next one was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah. Well, the good part, the cool part about it was he had to attach each individual one to each person. And he jumped back and forth to each one mm-hmm. and did it in like We got to 10 see seconds. him acting like a raccoon a little bit, yeah. hopping through the trees, which was kind of nice. Get to see yes. his agility. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. He, he's a great rogue. And the best part about that was when he runs out a little gift, you know, a little stuff, like in Home Alone, and ah, you ran out of tricks now, kid. And he's standing there, and the two Ravengers are like, ah, what are you going to do now? He beats the piss out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is until Yondu shows up Yeah. with the Arrow of Doom. So then he's captured. And let's see. But then, but then Nebula has convinced Baby Groot mm-hmm. that uh, Rocket needs her help. Mm-hmm. So then she shows up. Well, before she shoots him, because she's going to shoot him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says that the gold lady was going to give you a million credits, but we're going to take and sell the batteries for 250000 And they argue about what a quarter is. <laughs> going to skip that. Smart, and smart this group. is when Nebula shoots the Mohawk right off of Yondu. Now, yeah. see, I had wondered before what that Mohawk was for. Apparently, it's what's powering his special arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know. I, was I didn't know either. I did. So well, it glows. When he does it. Yeah, but that doesn't, like, I... That's called a clue. I, I wasn't looking for clues. Like, at first I thought they killed him. <laughs> I thought I was looking for... I, like maybe he did. I thought he was dead at first. Well, you know, he just got scalped. He's, he's fine. Yeah, but I... Never mind. Okay, fine. So we, we, we're back on Ego's planet now. Well, we finally get there. So and they it, capture Rocket and Groot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Yondu. And Yondu's yeah. people mutiny. Mm-hmm. Yondu's people mutiny. And we go to Ego's planet. And it looks like someone from the 1970s has designed this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Because of true. all the millions of years that Ego has been alive, he's like, 70s. That's it. Mm-hmm. That must I have, liked that's it. That's what he knew. Mm-hmm. There was magical bubbly things. With the hubbly bubbly? There was hubbly boobly's. <laughs> hubbly boobly's. And we got a celestial history of Ego. And we find out that he has a penis. Mm-hmm. This is a very important fun well, fact. Well, Drax wanted to know. It was, it was actually a really... Good I mean, penis. it was it was silly, but it was actually a good question Drax came up with. He was like, how do you know what a penis is? You know? When we're getting the history of Ego and we're doing, like, the weird dioramas. Yeah. With the I'm mannequin like, people. I'm like, this is the creepiest museum display yeah. I have uh-huh. ever seen. It's very Krypton. Uh, I thought it was weird, like, he's a god. I kind of thought he would be showing 
video or something of what happened yeah, no, instead it was of more like weird mannequin, mannequin sculptures. <laughs> this yeah, is absolutely. your life sculpture garden. You know what it reminded me of? It was the same kind of effects they had when um, in Super, uh, Man of Steel. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was same exact kind of deal. It was like, really? You couldn't do anything better than this? But it was the exact same kind of like, oh, this is your history, and they go through it and it looks just like that. So, mm-hmm. Way to rip off DC, Marvel. <laughs> maybe they had the same effects crew. Yeah, maybe they've been sure ripping off DC for years, and they just take it and make it better. That's what they do. Hence Deadpool. Moving on. Okay, so now we're Wait. back. <laughs> what? Never mind, keep going. Okay. <laughs> Question for another time. Okay. We'll talk about it after the podcast. So we're back on the Ravenger ship. And we meet the new captain, whose name is... Taserface. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody thinks it's funny. Well, they didn't think it was funny until Rocket pointed out how ridiculous. That's the worst name ever. And he's like, does it have a meaning? you have tasers come out of your face? He goes, no, it's a metaphorical name. (laughs) (laughs) So you wake up every morning and you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm Taserface. (laughs) (laughs) what, what, What was his second option, Elaine? I can't remember oh. who we were either. What was it? I just really hope... Scrotum hat. Oh, oh. Yeah, scrotum hat. <laughs> it was scrotum hat. How can you forget scrotum hat? <laughs> I we didn't take notes. So, <laughs> I didn't take notes. There were so many good things. Yeah, there's a lot of jokes in this movie. Mm-hmm. I lot, do have to say... The first one. I really hope that there's outtakes of this, of him yeah. saying different oh, things. that would be hilarious. Yeah. When the blue... We're, we're gonna we get might this. have to get the extended cut. <laughs> there, well, we definitely will on Blu-ray, but I'm really hoping there's outtakes of this, because I want to hear the other... So, stand by mm-hmm. for the second review of this movie, <laughs> Blu-ray edition. Yes. Just A outtakes, bloopers, and extended stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the 15-minute podcast. That's fine, because this one's going to be really long. mini so. Alright, so now... Nebula says, so now Taserface is going to kill uh, Rocket. Nebula interrupts him. No, no, that's enough killing. Because blah, 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 blah. Because we're going to get money if we keep them yeah. alive. And she's she the main character. So. And he's the main character, so we can't kill him. But what, it's important. They killed the Ravengers that were still loyal to, Z- to Yondu. Yeah. So they killed like 50 in space, dudes. Threw them in mm-hmm. space. Threw it was very space. upsetting. Which you got to think, is that a good way or a bad way to die? Because you mean, freeze and cut it all. Quick. And poor Craggle was getting really upset as they killed all well, of his friends. It was kind of his idea. Well, he unintentionally mutinied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sure. doesn't make it right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Peter, now we're back on Ego's planet here, which is named Ego, I guess. I, I think it's... I don't know. Ego is the living planet, so I'm going to go with Ego. I think he said something different, but... So Peter has but a heart to heart go, with Dad. when they go, they say they're going yeah. to Ego. This is where Peter learns that he has the same celestial gift. And of all the things in the world he can create, he makes what? A ball, a ball. so he can play catch a with ball. his dad. And they play catch, and it was Aww. so it was touching. As somebody with daddy issues, I guess. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> it was touching. Okay. Drax and Mantis have a nice little talk. And he says that she's hideous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... He also says that um, that's a good thing because if somebody loves her, she'll know that it's for real and not because she's beautiful. And that beautiful people never really know if somebody Which cares about them Which implies that he's beautiful mm-hmm. and he never knows. He really thinks he is. But I just thought it was an interesting thought that if you're ugly and someone loves you, you know they really love you for who you are. But if you're beautiful, you never really know. That's some deep shit from Drax. He has his moments. He has his moments. Do you have a penis? 
10. See, look, he's a deep thinker. He's like, I wonder if God has a penis. Well, he's a lateral thinker. He has a different perspective on it. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to Yondu and Rocket, who are locked up in, I'm guessing, it's like a prison cell. And they chat it up a bit. They have a moment. They, they connect, if you will. And the, t- the crew is seen torturing Groot. This is very upsetting. Which they put a little mm-hmm. Ravage Raps uh, outfit on him, and they pour, I'm guessing, beer on him, and they kick him around. He does not like that Ravager outfit. He seems like the kind of little baby that wants to be naked all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he's Groot. You know those babies that are always taking off their diaper and running around the house naked. Yep. He is Groot. I am a Groot. Um, okay. So Groot uh, makes an attempt is cornered in by him. No, not cornered. I'm, I'm messing it all up now. Groot is, is brought over by Yondu and Rocket to Groot escape. wanders off yeah. and is uh-huh. depressed yeah. and despondent as he's here. been tortured. <laughs> this is the first time I almost cracked. I, I got this all teary. This is important to Elaine. This is important to Elaine. Okay, okay so, so he's a sad little baby. Okay. So then he's, they ask him, hey, sad little baby, can you, Twigs. Go, Twigs. Can you go get my fin? It's about this big and it's red. A prototype fin. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then... <laughs> First thing he grabs, he sends little baby group. Baby group comes back with what, Tony? Underpants. Underpants. <laughs> you didn't know it was a quiz, did you? You just took no. better. Yandu did say those Although, were his underwear, which mm-hmm. is good because they could have been anybody's underpants. And the fin was cool because that's what he looks like in a comic book. Right, and I think that's the why giant they, mohawk. Because there was some flat, some flack on the first one that he had a mohawk, but it wasn't the right one. He should yeah. have a big fucking mohawk. So. I was not expecting that big giant mohawk. I was. I was. <laughs> Well, he brought a lot of wrong stuff back, including a desk. Including a desk. And Which, how did he get that Somehow, he got out of that room with all those guys asleep. So finally, he's Good. sent to go get the fin. And he's get, and he's like, it's in a drawer with this little symbol on it, which is the Ravager symbol. And Craglin is there, and he says, that's not it. And he thinks, uh-oh, gig's up. Because he got some something that looked, I don't know, hand lotion or something. Something in a tin. Maybe yeah. it was... Silly putty, who knows? It was lip balm. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was surf wax. It doesn't. Sex wax, yeah. We're going to go with sex wax for his fin. <laughs> that seems like a good... Yeah. But Craglin um, saves the day. Craglin throws the, the fin to Yondu and says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mutiny. They killed all my friends. They killed all my friends. I don't know why he sounds like he's like a redneck, but whatever. I don't know. I we'll, love him. We'll he's get great. Past it. We'll get past it. No, now the bad, the, good, the bad guys are in trouble because the good guys are out. Even though this is the bad guys, the good guys should be bad guys. It's very confusing. These are the Steve Austin of the Guardians of the Galaxies. Heel the bad. Uh huh. This is this is just straight up Steve Austin. This here is we go. the heels preparing for a face turn mm-hmm. right here. And they do the slow walk with the music kicking in. So many. And so Rocket much asks, music. "Hey, do you have any Aquil's music in here?" So they can pump it in while they go and kill everybody. Because Rocket needs a soundtrack to work now. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He's gotten so used to kill. being with Quill. And they kill everyone. Everybody. Yeah. And the last one they kill is who? Taserface. <laughs> and he calls Her the, the sovereigns and tells them, I'm sending you Yondu's coordinates. Make sure you tell him the one who caused his death was Taserface. And she starts laughing. She starts laughing. Because it's the funniest name ever. Real quick before I forget this. Yeah, um, go ahead. It was really cool that her, I guess, confidant or whatever, that guy in the beginning is Ben Browder. He's from Farscape. I just want to throw that out there because he's awesome. Shout out if you'd love to come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> bring sure. Claudia Black with you. Bring Claudia Black. 
I've if you've not seen Farscape, nope. then you need to watch it as soon as this is over. All okay. It's getting late. I doubt it. <laughs> well, you I really am off tomorrow. It. I could start. It's, it's absolutely awesome. Either. Seven seasons. Okay. Jesus. All right. So, <laughs> so now as the Yondu has exploded his own ship, we find that he like takes the front part and they're just going to escape in that. Quadrant three. That's what I said. And they're going where? To Ego's planet. Ego. Mm-hmm. And, and Rocket's like, all right, straight there. And Yondu's like, no. <laughs> because you shouldn't do any more than, was it 50 or 15? I thought he said 30. I, 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 I thought know. for sure he said 50 or I heard 15. 30, but. He said, but it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll split the difference, say 45, and you're not supposed to do any more than that. <laughs> and they did 700 jumps. Yeah. So this really hurt. They're, and their eyeballs popped out. What are those things, the, the Snapchat things where you make your face all weird? Filters. filters. Those filters. I don't have that, but John is always doing these weird things. <laughs> I don't and, like all this. <laughs> and that's what it reminded me of, the weird... The weird yeah, because their faces were doing some <laughs> weird yeah. shit. They probably used that. Okay. Back on Ego. Back on Ego, Peter comes up behind Gamora, and they're playing a little music, and he's like, hey, come dance with me. And this is significant why. We didn't cover it earlier, but we'll, we'll double back. Oh, because... Uh, Drax told Peter that Gamora is not the woman for him because she is not a dancer, and he is. Because he said there's two kinds of people in this world, people that dance and people that don't dance. He also tells us about his wife, who would not dance no matter how tempting the beat. It was almost like she was dead. <laughs> that really inflamed his lungs. Yeah. <laughs> and, folks, if you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. Unless you're not a dancer... In which case, I hope you find the person that looks almost dead. <laughs> I guess. Moving on. So they get their groove on a little bit. A little slow dancing. Because there's this, you know, we're going to talk about this thing, that unspoken thing between us. So then they end up fighting because, what unspoken thing? There is no unspoken thing. And well, she you, you feels it. like something is wrong here. And She's trying to convince him that there's something fishy, something's rotten in Denmark. But then Quill's all mad at her because he's like, you're the one that told me to come here and meet and meet my dad. And now you're like, he's bad. And there was a really good Sam and Diane reference from Cheers. And <laughs> Moore's like, I don't know what Cheers is. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great because, you know, the, he makes these references to like 80s and 70s pop culture. Yeah. And no one would know what that is. Mm-hmm. I know. Why, I don't think he would really get that because I don't remember what yeah, your cheers young came for out. Some of these references, I but I just go with. Yeah, but they were. His mom had cancer. He was probably being babysat by the TV all the time. Yeah, yeah. and they were all in syndication. Even oh, no, after no, Cheers they finished. was yeah. just coming I mean, out. That was when Cheers was I'm just saying popular. a young kid watching Cheers, I don't know if he would watch it. I watched Cheers as a young kid. I did kid, when so, I was but a there's kid. Something I did too, but I'm just saying, like, you know. <laughs> oh, good, there's a bunch of us. <laughs> I guess it just remembers... If you watched I, Cheers when you were a kid, you do podcasts. I guess it just <laughs> depends on how good his memory is, which is probably pretty good because he's half celestial. So mm-hmm. maybe that helps. There's that too. That's true. Well, Nebula, I'm sorry. Small G. Yeah. Gamora... Storms off, and she's sitting there, and there's these little blades of grass rubbing against each other, or whatever the fuck they were. So then she takes out a sword, cuts them. And she shouldn't have done that to the living planet, because that forces Nebula to come out of nowhere and shoot at her a lot. I kept waiting for Ego to show up and stop them fighting, because they're... I mean, that's him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting, because when she cut the grass, I thought... 
he was going to pop up and be like, hey, or they were just going to grow right back, or I there was going to be right some back. sort of Or there was going to be some scene of him, like, scratching his arm like a bug got him or something. something. To indicate that he could feel it. But then she showed up, they shot off the whole place, and he didn't see it. Right. So now Gamora and Nebula have another fight. In which Nebula gets to win. Um, and we yeah, learn. Basically, Nebula gets to win. About their issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Every, nobody can see every me. time we fought, you won. Thanos used to rip my eyeballs out and cut off my arm. <laughs> and all you ever wanted to do was win. And all I ever wanted was a sister. I was like, oh. I, you know, Very I would emotional. choke up, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I, I didn't really care. Not everybody's me. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately. We uh, skipped over the second time I cried. Okay, this now is you put that in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought we were just going to keep skipping over it. because You Drax don't fucking mention to be like, so then I was wearing this. Drax and Mantis on. are sitting there, and um, this is before the dance sequence. Drax and Mantis are sitting there, and Drax is remembering his daughter, and Mantis touches him to feel his emotion, and it's he's so heartbroken, and she starts to cry, and I started to cry. Oh. And then Mantis was going to tell Drax about Ego, and then they were interrupted by Gamora. Well, I'm trying to cut some stuff out for time. Okay. I don't remember everything. I only saw it. But I almost cried, so. Mm-hmm. Or I did cry. There was tears. So right now, Peter's sitting sitting on the couch jamming out on his Walkman, and these must be the best batteries ever from yeah, 1987. I was thinking about that, too. <laughs> I'm sure Rocket has given them an upgrade. Yeah, I don't see it, but sure, why not? And he has another moment with Dad. And he explains more celestial stuff, and they go on. At this point, Drax is welcomed by Mantis, who just needs to tell him, needs to warn him about ego. And Drax thinks she's sitting on him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, just the thought of sleeping with you. Oh, it starts gagging. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't like you like that. I don't even like what you are. He says no so reason to make it personal. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't just heaving over the side of the bed at the thought of her. Yeah, that's a little racist by her. Just saying. Yeah. I don't, I don't even that- like the thing you are. We don't know what she's into. I don't. She doesn't hate him. She just doesn't find him attractive. I'm not into you. Your entire race. That's not mm-hmm. racist. That would be the definition of racist, actually. No, because she has no hatred or malice for him. She just is not what she prefers. You have don't you have to like them. Anyway, let's 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 move on. <laughs> don't so. use racism incorrectly. It very much upsets me and irritates me. Let's and makes me a crazy person. About it. Mom and Dad are fighting. I'm just thinking she must not go on Facebook. <laughs> John took my... I, I'll talk about that trash fire later. Uh, <laughs> all right, so... Uh, we're at Ego showing Peter his desire to make the entire world just like him. And he couldn't do it by himself. He needed two Celestials. He didn't have enough juice. Because he didn't have enough juice alone. But having two, which is really just really more of a half. So one and a half will do. Yeah. 1.5. <laughs> 1.5. And of all of his children, none of them ever had the celestial gene. But Peter does. That's convenient. Yeah. Because there was a shitload of children, and none of those had the gene? A lot of them. Like, so we learned be really rare. because uh, Nebula is, and Gamora we'll come across the pile of... It's gonna, interspersed yeah. with this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Then tell us, Because Carly. they come get, get across deep. the pile of skulls before we learn he mm-hmm. had all those other kids. Right. We don't know what this pile of skulls is. Mm-hmm. And they go bursting into the... Palace, I guess, is what you would call it, and they and Gamora assaults Mantis, and Mantis is like, "You're scared." <laughs> but wait, you skipped something. Something okay. very important. 
Yeah. It's a cutscene to Stan Lee chatting with the Watchers. Oh, yeah. And he says, so then I was a FedEx guy. Anybody get the reference? Yes. Yeah. Tony Stank. <laughs> we are. Well, also from Fantastic Four. He was a mailman. Maybe. Look. Well, he said FedEx. He oh. was FedEx for... But the point is, he's a watcher, and that's all that matters. And I don't think that that matters at all. Like, it's mm -hmm. cool, it's fine, it explains it was, why he's in every movie, but who cares, let's move on. Well, it's kind of a, it was a fan theory. It was pretty was watcher, fucking cool. And it was cool, but... Alright, Elaine didn't think it was cool. Elaine either. hates fan theories. Well, it wasn't, it's not a fan theory anymore, now it's, 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 it, it's... Now it's canon. It's canon. Well, they, I, it's, it's it gospel. makes me wonder, was it always this way, or did they make it this way to appease You know what fans? makes me... That you know what I know. Pandering what you mean. to their fans. Was I upset because I listened to pop music? <laughs> <laughs> or was it pop music that made me upset? There you go. <laughs> yeah, Same thing. All right. So then we see uh, Rocket explains that he wants to save Peter. Why does he want to save Peter? So he could prove that he was better than him. Which is important. Which is a lie. That's not true. Yondu says, "Uh, uh." No, no. I don't believe nay, you. Nay, nay. <laughs> That's not true. Because I, I am you. And you are me. And you are me. And they had another moment. They have a shared moment. We haven't done that movie yet on the podcast. <laughs> Elaine just referenced Chasing Amy. Okay, we might never do that movie on the podcast. We should so do that movie. It's underappreciated. It's Carly, not, though. <laughs> it's a romance movie. You need to watch it. It's not underappreciated. I've seen it. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Sure is. We'll argue about that later. Thanks for being up, down, <laughs> left, right. Anywho... Yandu says, I know that's not the real reason, and he gives him all this other stuff, and he says, I know you because you're me. And that's why they have a shared. <laughs> share. All right. Um, Ego is not alone anymore because he finally has Peter. And this is great. He's, I'm finally not alone. Has a big moment. And Rocket finally gets in contact with Gamora. And says, keep this channel open so I can locate you. And Ego, well now Peter finds out that Ego killed his mother. Mm. He Th says he loved her so much and it, it broke his heart when he had to put that tumor in her. Bad call. Oh. He just starts blasting. So he goes, Cause Peter was double guns. Peter was totally on Team Ego he until yep. he found out that Dad killed Mom. There needs to be... And then smashes Walkman. That's yeah. Well, he didn't smash it. He's gonna, yeah. So after, you know, he shoots him and Ego's like, uh-uh, bullshit. Puts him in this, like, giant tentacle thing and holds him. Tells him he's gonna spend the next thousand years as a battery. Which, okay, cool. He's in the Matrix now. Yeah, he's in the Matrix. He's plugged <laughs> in. And you know what? If you're gonna be plugged into the Matrix, you could've put his headphones on him. But no, Ego yeah, goes no full douchebag and breaks his Walkman. Because it's the sea. It's the sea. I forgot about that. Way to it's all about back. breaking connections with mm -hmm. people. So after Ego breaks the Walkman, a blob attacks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. The first thing that rolls over is the same Dairy Queen, which he had planted it by with his mother. Because all those seeds blow up. And we see them on different planets. We get a nice little shot of the... Um, so this is... Mm -hmm, go ahead. Uh, I can't remember the name of the planet from the first movie. Nova? <laughs> Nova, yeah. Nova mm -hmm. Prime. Yeah, and all different go. kinds of planets. Nova where Prime's a person. The giant blobs break out. Mm -hmm. The celestial blob is what I'm calling them. <laughs> what we, killing people. 
So speaking, mm-hmm. so this is the second time that we've seen a Dairy Queen in this movie. So um, shout out to Dairy Queen. And if you haven't tried the Gardens of the Galaxy Blizzard, you need to. Because there's these things called brookies. That's, I don't know what you think of. What is a brookie? It's a brownie and a cookie. They make them together. It's a thing. It's delicious. Try it. I didn't know there was a Guardians of the Galaxy Blizzard. Why didn't we stop at Dairy Queen? (laughs) I had one the other day. No big deal. (laughs) Where was my Dairy Queen? None of us have had one. You were off. You didn't mention you got some great Guardians of the Galaxy Blizzard. (laughs) You just casually mentioned that Cross wanted to go to Dairy Queen. I thought you got soft serve. I didn't know you got a Blizzard. (laughs) So rocket attacks. Ego. Gamora saves Peter. Elaine's giving me death eyes. <laughs> We're going to Dairy Queen when this is over. <laughs> so then they have to, so they attack Ego mm-hmm. because they have to destroy him because Quill, because Peter tells them that Ego wants to destroy the universe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Yondu explains why they have to save Peter. So now Peter is going full, I'm going to kick your ass on Ego because on this planet, he's a god. Mm-hmm. He can use the light. So he's not just a guy, he's the guy. Number two. He, that's right, he's the shit. <laughs> he's coming into his power. Mm-hmm. Learning how to use it awfully quickly. And they know to, they have to go down to the core of the planet, which is where Ego's brain slash soul slash essence. Be- because like any good villain, while giving his speech about his great plan, he gives away his vo- one vulnerability. And Mantis knew what it was, too. She told them what Yeah, but he told them about the brain and the, diora- and the mm-hmm. creepy dioramas. He did. Mm-hmm. And Rocket has a good line here. Are we saving the galaxy again? Yeah. Oh, we're going to be able to jack up our prices. Two-time galaxy savers. <laughs> and they're like, that's what you care about? And he's like, it's just a straight thought. <laughs> I care about other stuff, too. The animals and the plants. <laughs> and the peoples. Mm. <laughs> Cranklin is sitting there eating soup, singing, and he sees the sovereign ships have shown up. And Peter and Yandu, while they're drilling, you know, core style, from, to reference a um, Hillary Swank movie. Well, they said that the ship cut into a bank one time to cut to steal from it, so it can cut cut into the planet. Right. That was convenient that that was the yeah, ship that, that was in the third. I like those little ball. Yeah, that was lasers. Those were cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And Peter and Yandu have a moment. Yandu tells him, you think I control that arrow with my brain? Doesn't tell him how, but we'll get to that. Um, this is where Yandu finally tells Peter, I only told you that I was going to eat you for as a joke. And he said, that wasn't funny. Which, he, <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. If a big blue man is like, I'm going to eat you. And you're like, on a spaceship? That would scare the shit out of me. But he says, you really think I kept you around just because you were skinny? Like, we get the impression there's... There's some love there. There's more. There's love there. <laughs> All right. And Rocket is going to destroy Ego's core, and he builds a bomb. Using the batteries he stole from her. Mm-hmm. Nice reference. Good job. And the the uh, the golden people, know they know where the batteries Sovereign. are, so they're coming mm-hmm. for them below so the surface. Kranglin calls Yondu and says, hey, remember that Aisha chick? <laughs> yeah, why? She's here. Uh, Ego attacks and Mantis saves them because as Ego is coming and he's got like just a big giant head Like you can make him sleep and Drax gives her this big emotional speech about I don't care if you don't believe in yourself because I believe in you. You could do this and she makes him sleep 
And he then, says, whew, I didn't think she could do it. <laughs> Which just shows that Drax is becoming a better liar every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like he really grew as a character. <laughs> I thought he was hilarious. It was good. But then we get the nice exchange that they showed on all of the commercials for this movie between Rocket and Baby Groot about the bomb yeah. and what button to press. Mm-hmm. And then the tape. Can I get some tape to put over this button? And nobody has tape. Nobody has any tape. Did you, did you ask Nebula? Yes. Mm-mm. No, did you really? Well, she was sitting next to Yondu and asked Yondu. I knew you didn't ask her. I knew you were lying. Best part of that. And you're taking way too much time for this. Baby Groot runs away. Yeah, that was in the, the trailer. Drex asks if they have scotch tape. If scotch tape will work. <laughs> if scotch tape will work. <laughs> yeah. have any. Why would you ask if you don't have any? See? Why is Drax awesome? Yeah, he's really good. Because he's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-mm. So Groot takes the bomb, and after the little tape chat, the Sovereign Fleet attacks. Uh, Yondu lights up, and here comes Nebula. And they're going to work here. Um, and it appears that Peter is blown up in their little spaceship thing that's drilling. And Nebula comes down first. So what happens is the generator died, and they have mm-hmm. to hook Nebula up to the ship well, yeah, to power the ship, up. and then the ship explodes. Well, it didn't make any sense what you were saying. The ship explodes, <laughs> and then Gamora, who is on the ground, thinks that they've all died, and then Nebula does a superhero fall because she's awesome. Superhero landing. Whatever. And she's and like, then, Peter. So and drags. Gamora's like, Peter, Peter. Pumpkin eater. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we see out of the cloud of smoke Yandu and Peter come down. Yandu is holding on to his magic arrow. I know, and that's what I was trying to get to, was that Yandu comes down holding his arrow, and Peter looks at him and says, you like Mary Poppins. And then what, what, what does he say, Tony? Yandu goes, is he cool? <laughs> yeah, he's cool. I'm motherfucking Mary Poppins <laughs> or something I'm Mary like Poppins, that. y'all! I'm Mary Poppins! <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, damn. At that point, I'm thinking, I know we do best quote of the movie. It's going to be really hard to pick one. Oh, I God. got one. I, I still know. don't have one. I'm yeah, not going to lie. I'm glad I'm going last. <laughs> I don't know because there's so many. All right, so now we get a nice Guardians of the Galaxy pose. Yeah, re- resembling the Avengers pose from mm-hmm. the first one. Mm-hmm. And then Ego knocks over Mantis for no reason whatsoever. Uh, Yondu calls Kranglin, says get to the uh, extraction point or whatever he said. Bring that. the ship down. We need an extraction. Yeah, sure, that too. That's yeah. what he said. And Gamora falls, but so Nebula dives to go get her. I thought Peter would have jumped at that point to go get her, because, you know, there's an unspoken thing. I but thought go- Rocket would go after her. He has a jetpack. <laughs> but everybody's like, damn, Gamora's gone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <We're going to laughs> I think they were still we trying to build chick? the relationship yeah. between the two of them. Yeah, so they have to have a convenient thing for the sister savers. But, Which yeah. is ironic, because what saves her? Nebula's magical arm? That she got cut off. And she got cut off. Yes, so she had, her winter soldier arm. Yeah. Every time I see the metal arm, I'm like, wow, yeah. they could have at least put it on the other side. <laughs> it's the exact same arm as the winter soldier. I don't know. Every time I think about that, I think about how it's attached to muscle and it would just oh, rip off. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> just don't overthink it. Yeah. Every time. Uh, there's all kinds of movies know. with mechanical arms, and I'm always like, well, your arm would just rip off. Oh, yeah. But we don't know what is the ratio... She's got a lot of mechanical body parts. Mechanical body parts. I mean, she would probably be fine, but like the Winter Soldier arm would just fall right off, and Will Smith and I Robot, his arm would just fall right off. It's just stupid. But when she popped up after 
one of the, the after the, pl- the explosion and all earlier, and she's in. all popping back into place. That <laughs> was creepy. She was popping and locking. So now the light land kraken attacks, and it grabs everybody. The and second land kraken. Yeah, we had a space well, kraken. Now we have a planet kraken. Pla- yeah, light <laughs> starts. A Kraken. light Kraken, not to be confused with Kraken light. Mm. Yes, <laughs> half the calories. And it starts to... T- <laughs> Twice to death. Twice to death. And it starts to bring everybody and hold them in rock. And Yondu has a, a, a moment here and he says, I don't control the arrow with my brain. I control it with my heart. I don't know what his harp is, but... His heart. I know. It's a joke, dear. And then he gets but buried. He, and then he gets buried. They all get buried. Drax has made it to the surface because Mantis was knocked unconscious, so he had taken her to the surface, and he's running for the ship, and he gets, like, by magical quicksand and gets, like, sucked under, and it was very... But, he holds her up. Yeah, but he holds her over his head to, so he'll die, but she saves her. I thought that was good. That was cool. Because she's hideous. Could have just threw her. Yeah. <laughs> Could have just threw her. All right. Also, a little convenient that Nebula and Gamora's rock pyres that they're sitting on just started to get shoot back up to the surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So Ego becomes a human form again and tells Peter to stop pissing him off. <laughs> Giving him a lecture. He said, don't piss me off, slap nuts. <laughs> Hits him with a guitar. Giving him a good dad lecture. Mm-hmm. Your healthy family, your purpose, that's for you, Audra. Oh, yeah. Before I forget, big shout out to Ken. Who, uh, after seeing this, told me that we have to review this movie. And I was like, don't worry, it's coming. (laughs) Okay. So, what's up, homie? I like your new tattoo. And I don't know who gave you that comic book, but good job. He knows what I'm talking about. He got old man love. Ken is my sister's boyfriend. Oh. And we're Facebook friends, so I know these things. (laughs) So now Peter recalls family and tells Ego that you shouldn't have killed my mom. Or smashed my Walkman. Or smash my Walkman. It was very, um, yeah, very. It's br- really br- br- a one-two situation because mm-hmm. he says you're gonna mess up my purpose, and you've seen it. And without this, what else is there? Mm-hmm. And Peter remembers love yeah. and friendship. There's a big theme throughout the whole thing that the Guardians are family, mm-hmm. and and Peter's got a new family with his father, so he has to choose between the two. And when he said you shouldn't have killed my mom, brought me back to um, Civil War. Yeah. Where Tony Stark is like, you killed my mom. Killed my mom. It doesn't I matter. I don't care. <laughs> You're, it doesn't matter what else you've done or anything. I'm going to kill you now. You killed my mommy. Which would upset people. So here's another public service. Don't kill anybody's mom. Depends on the mommy. <laughs> no. no, you mother, you. Hey, treat your mother I have right. that. In my head, it was uh, Princess Bride, and he's like, I'll give you anything you want. I want my father back, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, good old Mandy mm-hmm. Rocket calls after Groot, who's the only one who was small enough to fit through the little Swiss cheese of iron to get to the brain. With the nuke. Mm-hmm. And Groot hits the right buttons, and he hits the good button, and it's five minutes, and woohoo! And he runs his little legs He looks there. a little scared once he sees that countdown. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was a little scared. He's like, oh, snap! <laughs> mm-hmm. So everybody gets to the surface... And they're all trying Except to Except Yondu and Peter. And now, well, well Rocket <coughs> is telling me. Yondu that they have to go. And Yondu tells him, I've done nothing right in my whole life. you got to give me this. It's like, wow. Spoiler alert, this guy's about to fight it. This so is- Rocket gives him a space suit and a jack- and a jetpack. He's only got one of each. Mm-hmm. And then, and Yondu tells Rocket that he can't stay because he's got to save Twig. Mm-hmm. Which is grouped. Keeps calling him Twig. He is kind of just a tweak. 
So <laughs> then Groot looks at him and says, I am Groot. <laughs> and what did he say? He said, welcome to the frickin' Guardians of the Galaxy. But he didn't say frickin'. So as they're flying away, what does he, what does Rocket tell Groot? We gotta walk, we gotta talk about your language or something. <laughs> yeah, yep. So now we have the big epic showdown between Peter and Ego. They're fighting now, battle to the death, I guess. Yeah. Even though they're immortal beings on this planet. So whatever. Ego becomes a big giant rock man. And Peter becomes fucking Pac-Man. This is the <laughs> dumbest part of the whole movie. It's not dumb, it was funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was funny. He said earlier he was going to make a Pac-Man, but I still didn't see it coming. He also I, said I he was going to make a Skeletor. He should have became Skeletor. Yeah, I thought that they were going to come together shot. both kind of rock monsters. I monster thought they were kind of both be like the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, should have both became David Hasselhoff's. <laughs> At one point, he does. Yeah, one should have became David Ego Hasselhoff. Did become one should have become Kevin Bacon and they could have danced off. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. You don't mess with the Hoff. The Hoff would have won. You don't mess with the Hoff. So now back on the ship, Gamora wants to know where Peter is. And Rocket's. Rocket just doesn't want to say. He shakes his head. He says, I've already lost. And she's going to go after him. So she goes and says, what does Rocket do? He shoots her. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he shoot her? To get her to stay. She wouldn't he stop. says, I can't, afford, or I can't lose more than one. I can't lose yeah. two friends today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he closes the door and then Drax is, starts screaming from hey, the... where's Quill? Do we have Quill? Where's Quill? So now Ego pleads with Peter to stop. If I die, you'll be like just everybody else. And Peter doesn't think there's anything wrong with that. And what's wrong with that? Tony, what's wrong with that? I don't think he will be like everyone else, though. Um, I don't know. I think the implication is that his celestial part of him is gone now. Well, it's, it's still in his DNA. Yes, but the whole point is that even, like, Kurt Russell needed to keep on back to the planet because he needs to be with the light source, which is the middle of the planet that they're about to blow up. I think it's interesting, though, because he created that. I feel no, like... is that? But yeah, it okay. came from him. But Peter has celestial stuff inside of him, so I feel like he could create his own. I'm going to go with no. I feel like um, he has the light of creation inside of him. Okay. <laughs> so now the bomb kills Ego. <laughs> And Yandu so saves Peter. Yandu has the rocket pack. We shoot. No, I'm <laughs> has sorry. Has the rocket pack on. He grabs Peter, and they fly up to the heavens. And Yandu puts the spacesuit on Peter, and then suffocates and freezes in space to save Peter. To save Peter, he sacrifices himself. And he tells Peter that he may have been your father, may, but, but I'm your dad. But and that was sweet. That did that bring a tear to your eye? It made me a little, a little verklempt, but it wasn't my third time to cry. Were you feeling the vapors? I had a little vapors. A little vapors. <laughs> and we cut to the funeral for Yondu. This and is this when Elaine started to where cry. Everybody <laughs> cried. I thought it was cool because it had the little dicky do there, a little little thing that he got from the little troll. No, yeah. Not the troll dog. The, the little, little troll, the little frog. Oh, the, the little, and, yeah. The little, and there was also uh, some little, kind little of little, I don't know, looked like a little cracking face or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was from the first movie. Thing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's all from the first movie. He like, I like these little things, like put them on my dashboard. The original space cracking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cthulhu. <laughs> and this is where Peter compares Yondu to David Hasselhoff because, you know, stuff. He didn't have the voice of an angel, but he whistled like one. And, and they both fought a robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> both went on adventures. He, and that he did have a really cool dad. Mm-hmm. 
And Nebula feels this is enough, and she leaves. And Gamora stops, and they have a moment, because Nebula just wants to kill Thanos, which I think is a bad idea. So does Well, he's Gamora. the Mad Titan, because, you know, he's going to fuck her up. But. Well. But anyway, they hug it out, and she leaves. And it's a nice moment, because Gamora says, you'll always be my sister, and hugs her. And at first, she doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, she hugs her back. It's great. But give the ass-out hug. So girls then, don't do that. Well, she did. Cranglin they gives, did, though. Yeah, Girls mm. don't usually do that, but they did. <laughs> they did. Craglin. Oh, yeah. Craglin gets the arrow from Peter. But what does Peter get from Craglin? A zoom. A zoom. <laughs> the fuck is a zoom? Hundreds of... Oh, I've heard of it's, it. It's, it's, it's like an iPod, but it's iPod. its own thing. They found that in a junk store. I like this moment because you just see how Gamora and Nebula are sisters and... Then you get Craglin giving Peter the Zune and Peter giving Craglin Yandu's arrow. And I kind of expected there to be like a you're my brother kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Because he was kind of mm-hmm. his brother as well. They're it's a really It's a good, good moment. And then we see... We see Peter and Groot and little baby Groot listening to the Zune. We see <laughs> Nebula leave. And all of a sudden, the Ravagers show up. Oh, they, and you get Rocket. They made it. And they have a little fireworks show. Mm-hmm. And we see all the different Ravagers. Sylvester Stallone showed up. Ving Rhames showed see, up. I had started to cry, and then I was choking it back. And then I lost it again when we got fireworks. Mm-hmm. Especially <laughs> when Mantis goes, it's so pretty. And Drax <laughs> goes, so are you. On the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Also, he has famously large turds. <laughs> In case you didn't know. And sensitive nipples. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention that when he puts the rocket pack on and saves Mantis, he goes, Ow, my nipples! <laughs> Damn it! Oh, well. Hey, I just mentioned it. You remembered in time. Yeah. So the Ravengers came to Little say goodbye Groot to Yandu. Little baby crawls up on Drax and takes a nap, which is so cute. Yeah. Because Rocket put out a message mm-hmm. telling, ev- telling them all what he did so he could get it. A true funeral. And and Gamora sneaks up on Peter and says, they talk about the unspoken thing. She's giving him a look. Like a look. Like the look. And he's like, what? And she's like, oh, just an unspoken thing. So it's almost spoken. Almost mm-hmm. spoken. And we and and end movie and begin the credits. <laughs> Which were great. Which were great. And there were not one, not two, not three, not four, but five scenes in the credits. I gotta say, this the credits on these things are usually really long, but this was an entertaining credit. There was, mm-hmm. was. all kinds of little cartoons and photos and yeah. dance things happening and that it kept made saying, it. I am Groot, and then it would change to whatever. Good yeah. music and. So the first one was Kranglin trying to make the arrow work, and he's whistling, and it's not really working too well, and he finally gets a good whistle, and it stabs Drax in the chest. <laughs> and he's just there screaming. Kranglin <laughs> runs away. <laughs> Um, the second one is we see Stakar, and he's happy because this had brought the team back together. Now, what's funny about this is when you add Yondu to that little group right there, that was the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. You don't care. I do <laughs> care. Me and Carly Ving both Rams have no idea. Huge. I yeah, think they was, make him bigger because that he looks huge. <laughs> like he's not that much bigger than everybody else. But the third one was Aisha, who's being called to the High Council. But no, no, nay, nay. She knows that they're mad. And she's created the supreme being. 
she's going to call him Adam. Which, again, I have no idea what it's this is. Adam means. Warlock, which is kind of a big You deal. keep saying that name, but it does not mean anything. <laughs> He's is from he... the Infinity Gauntlet story. He's the one that's supposed to have the soul gem, not... Okay. not Vision. Um, vision, but they just switched it around because it worked better. Okay. But he's a big part of the Infinity Gauntlet story. He, when when they in the comics when they beat get Thanos, he's the one that takes the stones and puts them away so people can't find him. He's like kind of the unofficial keeper. I don't know okay. what he's going to do in all this stuff, but sounds like he's going to be a bad. He's kind guy. of a big deal. Sounds like he's, he's neutral, really. I think it really sounds like they're grooming him to be on in the heel stable, not on the good Maybe. guy stable. But we'll see. I guess. We'll see what he does. He's neutral. He, he's well, he's supposed to be more a better, more perfect person. He is so we'll see. The next, he's the evolution of the perfect being. We'll see if he's space Jesus. All right, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so the fourth scene, which is really funny, is teenage Groot, and he's playing a video game, and there's vines and leaves and stuff all over his room. All over. And Peter walks in, and he's like, all you do is look at that stupid video game. You got your vines. He's like, I am Groot. You have to I'm not Groot. <laughs> I'm not boring. You're boring. <laughs> He's like, now I know how Yondu felt. It was very funny. And just when you think, wow, how are they going to top this? The fifth cutscene, we go back to Stanley with the Watchers. And he's like, where are you guys going? You're <laughs> supposed to be my ride. And it all makes sense. You know, when you look at the entire universe together, it, it's a great scene. And Elaine didn't really like this fact, but I don't know. I just don't see why. And that, my friends, is the rushed version. Sorry for as fast as we went through it, but it's a two and a half hour long movie and we had a you know, pacing and things like that. That is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Two. Somebody else talk. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> so. Not you. Go ahead, Carl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, on. I was gonna say Tony, yay, nay, or maybe. <laughs> All right, Tony. Um, What's your favorite favorite character is Rocket. Uh, favorite. He said that before we saw it. He's my favorite. <laughs> he character called it. Of all of them. <laughs> Called the shot. He said, favorite character, Rocket. Favorite line, something Rocket said. Favorite <laughs> scene, something with Rocket in it. <laughs> yeah, Rocket's why. All right, so... Um, favorite character's Rocket. Favorite, favorite, favorite line? Favorite line... I don't know. There's so many lines. I'll just go with the one from the trailer where he says, I heard you all were conceited douchebags, and then he winks the wrong eye. Okay. <laughs> there's, so, there's so many lines, though. It's, that it's wasn't impossible. my left eye. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's impossible to pick one for, from that. Uh, favorite scene? Oh, man, I don't know. There were so many good scenes, too. Um, I liked the whole... I liked the whole... Um, how they did Ego, because... That's a weird comic book character, and and when they said that they were putting it in the car in the movie, I was like, they're not gonna do ego. They're gonna do some kind of weird cop out like they do with Galactus in mm -hmm. the Fantastic Four movie, where he was just this bunch of bugs or something. But no, they freaking did an ego, so it was cool seeing how they formed it and from the brain and all that crap. Um, least favorite character? Least favorite character? Um, I don't know. Um, that's hard. None of them were. None of them were stood out to me as bad. They were all. They all served their purposes. Whatever their purpose was in the plot. So, I don't really have a one I hated. Usually, there's one that bothers me, but it was Taserface. Well, Taserface was funny though. Like the whole thing <laughs> with him. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have an unfavorite character. No, no. That's how good this movie was. No unfavorite character. <laughs> I'm sure if I watch it about ten times, I'll probably pick somebody out. But just it's on, too soon. I'm still on the movie high. So. All right. Um, yay, nay, maybe. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. If you, if you like, um. You know, if you like the first one, definitely need to see the second one. All right. Elaine? Okay, so 
My favorite line is, I have famously large turds. <laughs> my favorite character is Drax, which he's not my favorite character in this movie. They gave him a lot, or in the first movie, but they gave him a lot more to do here, and I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. And my favorite scene is the opening sequence of Baby Groot dancing during the land kraken fight. Space kraken. They, well, the space kraken. They do a good job with this of just the right amount of cheesiness and the right amount of drama and there's it just was really well balanced throughout the whole movie and I liked every second. I laughed, I cried. Yay for me. <laughs> Do you have a least favorite character? Um, I guess Taserface. <laughs> Not because they didn't like him, but just because he was a douchebag that led a mutiny. Taserface. Not okay with that. I don't like ta- I don't like mutinies. Okay. I'm against him on GP. Mm-hmm. Yay, nay, may bay. She says yay. Oh, I had all yay. the feels. I had every one of the feels. Yay. Okay. Carly. All right. If you had told me this would happen, I would have told you you were crazy, but my favorite character was Yondu. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad character. I feel, I feel like that's no surprise. Well, no. If you had told me, though, before we watched it, based on the last movie, I would have been like, Psh, no way. You always like the bad guy. Not that he's a bad guy. He had a great face turn. He was great. <laughs> okay. Um, My favorite, favorite line? line, I think, I really like the exchange where he was talking about how his, uh, where Drax was talking about how his wife wasn't a dancer and how it could be the, the best melody and she would be standing still as if she were dead. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Least favorite character? Um, I, I don't, it would probably be one of the Ravagers, like when they were torturing Groot. But not Taserface, because he was kind of Maybe funny. the guy that poured all the alcohol on him Maybe. that group beat up yeah. later. Cheddar Bob. The one he specifically went after and killed, yeah. which really threw me <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> at that moment. Uh, and my favorite scene, I think, was the Mary Poppins one. That was fun. <laughs> I really liked it. And uh, I have to give it a yay. It was, it it was great. All right. Um, my favorite character is also Drax. He was awesome in this. My favorite line is, then I was the FedEx man. Okay. <laughs> that was just fucking great. Um, my least favorite character is the guy who played Cheddar Bob in Eight Mile, who mm-hmm. poured the, the alcohol on Baby Groot. I just, you know, it's really upsetting. Poor, poor I know, right? See, now that you think about it, Tony's not and said that's your least favorite character too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck Cheddar Bob. But I mean, whatever his name for was. For now, he's gotta watch it a few yeah. more times. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what favorite scene? Uh, I think the entire um, end scene there, you know, the Mary Poppins thing, that whole where they come together, they have the entire Guardians of the Galaxy pose scene. I like that. So everything from ship explosion to yeah, we've defeated the end of the movie. Yeah, that scene is my mm-hmm. favorite scene. Um, and yeah, big resounding yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, though, I like the first one better. Yeah. Well, that's hard though because you didn't see that first one coming. Well, it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, it's you expected it to be like, a, okay, I'm gonna watch this movie, and you're like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah, it's like it's oh, hard to beat that. Mm-hmm. Like that's so. that's a rarity as far as movies for me anyway. I feel like this one is funnier. Yeah, um, I think that it was. I think there was more jokes and it was funnier. There was more yeah. jokes, definitely. I don't know if the it was The first funnier. one, I think, was a better adventure. But, again, but this same, one, I think, is funnier. But it's the same thing. Like, you didn't expect it to be... We didn't know it was going to be funny. Like, and then this one, it's it's expected to be funny. So but I think jokes. they gave, like, Drax a lot more to do. Like, Dave Bautista is on some hero of this movie. Yeah, he's really good. There's a lot of real good stuff. Especially his fake laugh that he does. Which is so fucking fake, but so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. All right. So, Carly? Okay, so please... 
find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Twitter at unmovie podcast, on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs, and email us unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Podcast Addict. Please subscribe, rate, review, give us a listen, let us know what you thought, share your thoughts on this movie, and... And if you want to give some money, give it to the Marvel people, because they need to make more of these movies. <laughs> and <laughs> if you're from Missouri, Missouri, remember, we hate Tony. Oh, but... I hate Missouri. Next week, <laughs> we're going to cover Tony's next pick. Do you want to say it, or do you want me to? Turner and Hooch. Nice. No, I'm kidding. No, that's damn. <laughs> Dude, you <laughs> let me down. Well, I'll make it up to you. We're doing Monster Squad. Uh, really? Yes. It's early. I know. I know he was going to wait till what? Halloween. Uh, we got other ones coming. Oh my god. I'm not prepared squad. for that. Oh yeah. You that's better get prepared. Well, I've got two copies of it, so you can borrow one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. I didn't see that coming. He's been keeping it a secret. Wait, wait, wait. You know, the Turner and Hooters, you play with my emotions, man. That's not a horror movie. Yes, it is. Well, the ending is. You want, me to, you want to see me cry when Hooch... I know. <laughs> it's like the end of the Dirty Dozen, eh? Yeah. All right. So, for anybody else, got anything else we need to talk about, discuss? There was a great trailer before the movie about some weird bodyguard movie... With, with Ryan Reynolds? And, yes. Samuel Jackson. And Samuel Jackson, which was great because it's bodyguard? some... Yeah, the Hitman's Bodyguard. It looks like a buddy... Buddy cop? Buddy... Well, I was going to say a buddy comedy, but they're playing the Whitney Houston Bodyguard yeah. song the whole time, which I love, because it made me think of a better movie, The Bodyguard. How do you know it's better movies than that? It because it was trailer, starring though. Kevin Costner. Oh, Jesus Christ. Cut her up for that one, man. <laughs>